Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Welcome to the Amigos, everything Amiga podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm the Brent. He's the Brent. The boat is luxuriating himself off the coast of South Carolina this week. You know, he didn't even invite us. He did not. How does that make you feel? And he has been sending back glorious pictures of him and his wife uh, living like freaking king and queen. They're having fine times at the bars. They're on the beach. They're kicking back on the decks of stuff. I found a nickel. I know, man. Then the thing is, this while they're out having all this fun, it's been the worst week. <laughs> it's horrible. It's been a horrible week. But... Today, we turn things around, because it's Father's Day as we record this. Yes. Happy Father's Day, by the happy way. Happy Father's Day. And happy Father's Day to my pop, uh, who's a heck of a man. And not mine, though. That guy's a jerk. <laughs> that's right. Well, he did raise you, so he's not a perfect, <laughs> that's for sure. <clears throat> Today on the Amigos, uh, we're going to take a look at the motorcycle racing game, No Second Prize. What an incredible, awesome name. That is a good I name. I love it. It is a good name. It I was wondering. awesome. <laughs> yes. You know, no I, Second Prize. What an awesome name. As you know from uh, other shows that we may be involved in, uh, I, I love cool names. Yes. And also, I like the people that publish this, but we'll get into that in a little moment. Yes. We're going to take a little time here to look briefly over what's been going on in the in the realm of the Amigos. We're going to start off what we do every week, which is take a uh, catch-up with our good buddy, the Dream Catcher. Now, yes. The Dream Catcher, and again, I, as I urge every week, please, uh, I, I, I beseech you, check out the Dream Catcher's YouTube channel. He's literally ten times better than us. It's crazy time all the time. On, I mean, I mean that literally. Yes. The Dream Catcher is, cra- is crazy genius. And he looked at he looked at a couple uh, game. You know, I love when he covers games that are based on movies, and he's done two this week. Okay, he's got three offerings. We're just gonna briefly touch on. Sure. Um, the first one is a little something called "Don't Don't Bother to Buckle Up." You may not want to survive this. Yes, it's an article on the game Cliffhanger. Oh. Now, Cliffhanger, the Sylvester Stallone uh, masterwork. That was released back in the day. Have you seen Cliffhanger? I have not seen Cliffhanger. I saw this years ago. And I've got to say, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I've got a thing for the... I don't know what it is about me. It, I, I'm the same when it comes to... Uh, when it comes to, like, uh, radio shows or documentaries or whatever. I like Arctic Adventures. I just do. I don't know why. Okay. Because I hate the cold. And so I can understand how sucky this is to be caught at the North Pole or up on a mountain or whatever. And these are the harebrained idiotic adventures of a muscle head caught, you know, try, trying to help people up on the mountain, yep, basically. Yep. Uh, a dopey film. And, and the game, I remember when it came out. I'm not, I don't think I've ever played this one. But I remember when it was released, it looked, it looked uh, not that great. It didn't have a great rep. Uh, and uh, DK delves in this. Of course, I'm, you know, <laughs> the movie 
you know, when you base, it's like when you base those old, like you see a lot of C64 movies or uh, games based on TV shows, and, this, and the ZX Spectrum has them too, on these cheesy movies and TV shows, you know, and you're always, there's part of you that wants to play them because the movies are so stupid, you know, and you know the game is some kind of jacked up, rushed out yes. platform garbage. As most of them are. You know, but like, for example, every once in a while, they get one right. Like, for I've played Navy Seals. Horrible film. But I played that on the Amiga. I like that game. It's actually a pretty fun game. You know, sometimes they get them right. So, <clears throat> your mileage may vary on this particular offering. Uh, uh, moving back down the line here. Uh, now, this is a game I've not played before. Uh Dreamcatcher titles this one, Ain't Nothing Like the Unreal Thing. This is a look at the Amiga game Unreal. Now, I am familiar with the, uh, PC, the shooter. PC or Dreamcast. It was on every Unreal tournament with everywhere. But this is a wacky Amiga offering. Uh, in the, he, he sort of compares it to, in the vein of sort of a Shadow of the Beast. And the graphics on this thing look luscious, I ought to say, in terms of the way it looks. Uh, there's a lot of nice graphics in it, but I have to say I'm not, I've never played this one, so this one I'm going to put on the list. It looks like my kind of game, hmm. running around with a dude with a sword, swinging on junk, jumping on crap, my kind of thing. So that one I'm going to definitely put in the, in the fun to try. And then lastly, another homage, another uh, dedicated game based on a film. Uh, this one, uh, a Judge Dredd. This oh, one, now this I have seen. Uh, and, and the article, I'll be the judge of that. And now Judge Dredd, uh, I thought it was a dumb film. I, I, uh, it was, yeah, yeah. I, it was based on the comic, uh, uh, which I also didn't read. But it was a it was a real popular comic book, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, Dreamcatcher gets digs deep into this one. It's another game I never, you know I don't usually play crap that don't that don't interest me in terms of the actual source. And uh, this is another one. But I mean, people love this movie. I, you know, it got me, man. I don't know. And I've often heard about people wanting, you know, wanting to come back or whatever. And the comic was super popular. <clears throat> it's not my bag. You said you saw it. I've seen the movie. Yes. What did you think? Uh, it's garbage, but it's fun garbage. <laughs> Is it hot garbage? No, no, no. It's fun garbage. <laughs> so we're going to have a quick look here at what we've released this week on uh, our YouTube channel, and we've put out a, we've put out a few things uh, this week that we can talk about. So. Uh, let's talk about um, Amigathon 2018, hour 14. I'm still releasing these things, man. I've got about four. Ne- never has a cow been milked so thoroughly. I got about four more to go. Uh, on this particular episode, we played uh, Dyna Blaster, which is a, a bomber man for the uninformed, the Japanese. I, I believe everyone had left by this point. No, right? you were. There were still people there. Oh wow! And we also played a game called Biplane Duel. I totally forgot about this game. It was actually a lot of fun, as I recall at the time. I'm not a big Bomberman guy, but you you like some Bomberman, don't you? I, I, the uh, different variations of Bomberman throughout the years have ranged from really fun to kind of crappy. Well, there you go. I uh, uh, someone told me sent me a note on this that said you could play on the Amiga versions. You could play like ten players or some crazy thing. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. wacky. So I, but I, I can't imagine getting that many how, people in interested in playing that. How can you get that. many people? Listen, man, I, I, what are you asking me? I don't know. I don't know. But people love it. I, again, not Bomberman, not my... But it's a lot of like... A lot of people like that super puzzle fighter. And so I don't oh, like, that stuff's great. I yeah. mean, it's just another thing. I just don't... I'm not... It's not my thing. But I'm not saying it's get, bad. How it's can not, you get 10 people onto an Amiga? You got keyboards. Wise. You got joysticks. You got serial ports with crap hanging out of them. You got people... I think one, one of the people have to just reinsert a disc over and over. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> no, not uh, side two, side that's one, that's side right. one. Right. Copy protect, copy that's protect. That's right, that's right. You got a bunch. There's a bunch of crazy crap going on to get that many people. Um, another item that we put out this uh, past week: uh, the ZX Spectrum podcast. R. Sinclair. I don't. You ever watch this thing? Occasionally. Uh, Occasionally. Really? Really? Yeah. We put out checkered flag. I did not watch this. Checkered flag. The checkered flag was a, a, a the engine involved in this game was quite astounding in terms really? of the actual yeah you know one thing it's funny uh, uh just as a sidebar on the on the specy here the uh, it's amazing to me how deep these games are they're so they're they really milked this they, it's a, the European style of gameplay so they're they're into the real deep stuff now I'm not saying this is the deepest game but I mean uh, if you look over the, the library stuff that we've done. It's it's un, it's not like the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, brother. It's uh, this is an advance that they really get in there and they they've got a lot of stuff going on. It yeah, blows I, my mind. I will agree with that. <clears throat> I haven't played the Spectrum a ton. Yeah. But the games that I have played that are good games uh, uh, definitely have more going on than your typical uh, uh, game of the time. Right. So I I will agree with that. Um, another little ditty me and the boat put out last week and. The boat sprang this on me, everybody. Uh, insert this too last week. Aaron's Apple Association. So, boat went to an Apple store and he got a pack of flashcards. He paid top dollar, of course. And the flashcards, they're like postcards. And on them are pictures of various Apple properties. There's an iPod, there's an iPhone, there's an Airbook, there's one of those godforsaken plastic, fantastic iMacs, the, you know, the ones I'm talking about. And he held them up to me just to get my reaction. I don't know what he was, just just reach over, just rip them up or eat them or beat him up. I know. Hey, boat loves that. Boat loves that stuff. So if you if you want to see me try to figure out what's going on, there you go. Now, <laughs> I, mean, I see that every day. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, we had a show, uh, our sister show, ARG Prevents uh, presents <laughs> ARG Prevents Entertainment. That's what we do. ARG Presents. Are we we. Uh, are right now currently available for the for the viewing and listening audience pack-in games yes and we covered a really a fun episode we covered the atari 5200 and the sega saturn one of the later packs of the sega saturn pretty fun i had a good time on that one uh i reintroduced myself to the large plastic tank that is the atari 5200 yes and then, <laughs> and then lastly this week um and this was a lot of fun uh, I did a unboxing of the TRS-80 Color Computer Mystery Box, which I purchased from a fellow uh, down in South Carolina, Greer, South Carolina. Uh, it's been well-received and was even mentioned on the uh, original gamer, Stephen Stroh, uh, Coco show. If you, I don't know how into the Coco show I, I did not. I, you know, I, I have not listened to any Coco podcast. Well, this is a, this is a video show where Steve gets a, 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 a huge collection of wacky individuals and all in video little i mean the production of this thing must be off the charts because they've all got little video pictures on the screen and they all chat it's crazy time they they mentioned this on there which i thought that was nice um it is nice of them the uh and i steven actually reached out to me and uh i may be on one of their future shows as a, oh, awesome. as a, as, as a guest uh, now that i'm a Coco Luminary, which and you know it, it much like the Amiga, we played games in the Coco, and short of loading game, I don't know a whole lot more. Yeah. About, <laughs> you, know. you know way less about the Coco than you do the Amiga. But but I got uh, we had a good time. I uh, unboxed, I filled this table full of Amiga goodies, 
And uh, I'll, I'm happy to report that the, or Amiga, Cocoa goodies. I'm happy to report that the Cocoa 3 worked. I have gotten a multi-card in for the Cocoa 3, and now I'm playing the crap out of some Cocoa 3 action. Yeah, it, the, the, and the, uh, it looked awesome. It looked like it was in pristine I'll show, condition. I'll show it to you later in the house. I've got it hooked up. It'll blow your mind. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think that's pretty much covers us up for the news. I'd say going forward, we'll, we'll be, uh, you'll get another, um, there'll be another release of a uh, Amigathon. It'll be uh, hour 15. But as, if you'll recall that we lost uh, several hours yes. of footage at the end of the Amigathon where the, uh, the gimmick ran out. Now, I can announce, I think I'm okay to announce this, that we have set a date oh. for Amigathon uh, 2019. Yes. Now, uh, Boat will give you all the particulars when he returns next week because you know Boat's the brains of this outfit. I'm just literally, I'm just like I'm like the weather girl. I come on, little cheesecake, and then and then Boat comes in with he's the meat and potatoes. I'm like I'm the I'm the dessert, you know, the tasty treat. But Boat will come in with the, with all the particulars. But uh, we can say that the Amigathon 2019 will be uh, July 20th. July 2019. 20th. It gives me precious. Uh, extra About days for the uh, Amigo Aaron weight loss wager. Uh, I am uh, I'm still plucking along uh, on the weight loss wager, and uh, uh, charities will make money any way it goes off the Amigo Aaron weight loss wager. If you want to get on that, go to everythingamiga.com and and have a look at the Amigo Aaron logo. The uh, click on that, it will take you to how you can hop in and put money put money down on the big guy losing some weight. And uh, all the money goes to a great cause, Children's Miracle Network yes. Hospitals. We make no dollar-dollar bill off this. No. In fact, I'd say uh, there'll be a significant loss of dollar-dollar bill when the check comes due uh, for, the, <laughs> for the Miracle Network for Old Amigo Aaron. Because it was a wager. That was part of the deal. And so well, we'll see how that goes. Have you learned something about gambling, Aaron? I can't stop. I won't stop, as, as Miley Cyrus would say. So, with all that... Busy work out of the way. Tied up into a nice little bow. That's right. We're going to have a quick look here. Not quick. A deep, a deep, fulfilling look at this week's offering. No second prize. The, yes. The selection committee has done it again. And they've pulled this one out of the of, <coughs> of the ether. And th we're going to talk about this one. So, uh, no second prize. Have you played this one before? We I have, it. and we played it at the Amigathon. Yes. Uh, was it last year? Two years ago? Uh, I believe it was last year. Um, so this one, I was finally familiar with one of these things. Uh, this game came out in 1992 and was on one disc, published by Thalion uh, Entertainment. Now, I think we all know everything there is to know about Thalion. What do you know about Thalion Entertainment? I'm going to tell you. I, I can't even be sure I could spell the name. Well, it's they're an awesome outfit, and I'll tell you why. These are the fine folks responsible for the all-time classic, the great, possibly the best game ever released on the Amiga, Lionheart. Lionheart. Uh, they published it. Now, it's not, it was developed by them as well. Uh, the, amongst the, uh, the uh, games that they worked on, aside from, of course, the awesome game, they did Dragon Flight, Seven Gates of Jambala. <laughs> Jambala. I gotta play that. And Warp, Warp. So it might be kind of fun to play that one too. Um, this was this was. I looked up the people that worked this to see what they'd worked on in the past, which I do from time to time. This was coded by Christian uh, Zergen, Jungen. Uh, these are all uh, 
uh, names that are difficult to pronounce, of course. The uh, people that did the graphics, the person, Thorsten Mutskjall. Mutskjall. Is that Norwegian, you think? Uh, and <laughs> The way you pronounce it, I believe Cthulhu is yeah. outside. Thorsten, Thorsten worked on some good stuff here, including uh, Amber Moon, uh, Neurotics, uh, Seracon, Spiracle. The music was a guy that we've heard from this guy before, uh, Matthias Steinwasch. He worked on, he did the music for Lionheart, Nuff Said, Amber Moon, uh, Misadventures of Flink, and uh, a few others. Air, and, and, this, and this was A320 Airbus. So good in this as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, you also had, uh, uh, working on this game, Eric Simon. I can pronounce his name. He worked on a whole host of games from these guys. Amber Moon, Amber Star, Chamber of the Shaolin, which was, that was kind of a neat game. Dragonflight, Enchanted Land, Last Ninja Remix, uh, Lima Thermos, Lionheart, of course, Seven Gates, Trek Warrior, Warp, and Wings of Death. Which we actually, did we have a look at, was that the one we looked at on the uh, Japanese computer? Was that Wings of, oh, it was Wings of Fury. Yeah, I was like, going to say, no. I was close. No, no, we haven't. I was close. Uh, this is ECS OCS, and again, it's a uh, a motorcycle game. Now, uh, this this was converted, I believe was converted from the Atari ST. Yes. Uh, so you've got, uh, the, you've got an ST version of this. Now, and I recall these guys did a lot of ST work. So, let's talk about this. Brandon, since you have been sitting there idle most of the time, give us your thoughts, your immediate thoughts when loading up this game. And also, I'd like to, I'm interested to know how you played this. Well, I played this with uh, the Win UAE right. emulator, um, not having an Amiga of my own. I did run this on the 500 emulation. Okay. Uh, because for me, on Amiga, man, you either have to play it on the 500 or the 1200. In my eyes, those are the only two options. So I went 500 to see if it could really push this much information and graphics on on the slower, older system. Right. That's uh, the way to get it. And it was fantastic. It ran like a dream, an absolute dream. I was so impressed. I was ready for this to suck. I really was. Because uh, I knew what I knew sort of what I was getting into. I knew it was a polygonal uh, motorcycle racing game. And I thought to myself, as much as I love uh, Stunt Car Racer, uh, it is a low frame rate affair. So I kind of thought that was what I was going to be getting into with this game. And holy cow, no, quite the opposite. This thing runs at a solid 50 frames per second, and it has no hesitation. It is go, 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 speed all the way to the max. That's true. That's a, and, uh, it's funny, when this, come, when this game comes up, uh, the intro for it is this. You don't know what's happening, and, you, what you, and basically what happens is a camera follows a, a racer around the course, in this opening thing, and it is quite a spectacular. You know, uh, uh, um, Frontiers gets a lot of praise for its opening. Uh, this is a, a. I'm not gonna say it's equally as impressive, but it's it's in the ballpark in terms of the impressiveness of the opening. You've got uh, the streaking effect that they put on the yes. racer as he as he flies by, and I mean you've got to consider you. This is a, a an Amiga running some pretty sophisticated uh, three dimensional graphics. Yes. Uh, and on top of everything else, you've got this. 
It's funky, yeah. y'all. This is not what I would expect from a racing soundtrack. It's better. It's way better because it's different. You get something like... Uh, it's sort of like uh, if Parliament... Like did music for a porno or something. I mean, it's really it's funky. It's funky. It's driving, but it's great. I think it uh, to me. I thought it had a futuristic feel to it. It well, it was it was a it was a mixture. It was a different bag, yeah. you know. But it, I love the bass in it. it was just, oh yeah, it was a great it was a great tune. It's something you crank up. You really do. Yeah. Uh, now the guys over at Italian, of course, you've got. A bunch of guys, and we've covered them in the past, but you got a bunch of guys that were demo coders. Yeah. And I believe they coded on the ST, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and, of course, we've mentioned some of the robots in Lionheart being probably their strongest game. So, <clears throat> you knew these guys had the, the tools and the talent to get something done. Now, I don't watch any motorcycle racing, and I've never, I've only been on a motorcycle one time, and so it's not my bag. You know, sure. I, so I was going into this I was like, well, motorcycles, and you know, it's okay. Uh, but I will give them credit; they did a lot of stuff that ticked boxes for me, which I'll which I'll get into. Now, one thing you'll notice right away when you load this game, it loads up the uh, these three D graphics. This is not um, this is not PlayStation level in terms of resolution. But what you get is is uh, the track looks solid. You can tell what stuff is. It's clean. It's clean. And the motorcycles look... The motorcycles and the racers are drawn in an odd way, I will say. And they look like one... Almost like, almost like an icon. It's, it's, and they're, thin, they're very thin. They look There's no like... depth. They them. look like Tron bikes. They do. They sort of do, yeah. And, and they do not go for realism in the bikes. They do, they do not... It, it is... Uh, the design is certainly function over beauty uh, because, like you said, the bikes are way thinner than they would ever be in real life. Right. Uh, and they uh, are, are made up literally of of a one long rectangle. But they work. I mean, you can tell what they are. You can tell that they're bikers. And I'm willing, to, to, I'm willing to get past that considering mm. how they oh, move. Oh, that doesn't yeah. bother me at all. It so, doesn't bother me at all because it doesn't need to be hyper-realistic. So this game, once you get to the demo, you get set up to where you start looking at these options. Okay, so you've got practice mode. Yeah. You've got... Oh, I, I played that one a lot. And you've got, the, you've got championship mode. Yeah. Load and save. Look at the high scores. I mean, it's pretty basic stuff. Yes. Um, so this game has twenty. There are like twenty races in championship mode, and you're and you as you go through these, your score is based on where you finish. Yes. So if you finish in the top three or four, you get points, and then if you're at the bottom, which I always was, if you you're six, you actually get a negative point. Right. Yes. Uh. So you yeah you actually I. I <laughs> I thought that was funny that they took points away for sucking. <laughs> thought, well, it makes you try till the very end because I mean, getting fifth is better than getting sixth. Yeah. Um, so you get to pick a rider. Okay, I like this. Now you've got these are they did not pick real world people or even professional bike racers. I thought that was odd. You get to, like because each racer, and I love this. This game does the detail work. That's one thing I love about it. So you get a little bio of the guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so for example, the first person I picked was the I picked this chick, French fashion designer. 
Yeah. <laughs> why? Why is she here? Why would you? Why would you put her on the bike? Uh, you've got a, a Japanese person that does that, like runs a micro a processor factory. They make chip yeah. chip manufacturing. Then you've got a, and this is the guy that I always played. I ended up settling on the Italian guy. He's sort of the Italian rich, rich like snob guy. That's the guy I picked, and I'll, I'll explain why in a minute. Then you've got this British guy, and you've got a, a German. I did play the German a few times as well. And you've got the American guy. And the American guy plays like guitar or sax or something. He's like a rock guy. <laughs> Again, why are these guys on this? Because it seems like you could get easily murdered on these you tracks. You spent far more time with the bios than I did. I like that stuff. <laughs> I like the fact that they took the time to write these wacky bios. Now, the one thing about the races, aside from their wacky bios, is that they actually they play differently because they've got different yeah. stats. Uh, some have a higher top speed. Some are tighter on curves. Some have a uh, can take more damage, which I... I don't know how that works because it seems like we all take the yeah, but the bikes let's get damaged. Assumably, well, the, no, the you player. The per, you say at the end of the race, if you get damaged out, your guys all like in, take him to the hospital. He's all mall. Is sure, that what I, I yeah. thought that was bike damage. No, it's both two meters. Yeah. Uh, so once you've gone through here to pick this, you've got to pick your track. Now this tracks the tracks in this era is a ton of tracks. There is now. It's funny because I was on Discord. Talk, uh, reading some people talk about this, and one of our Discord uh, uh, members has been on some of these tracks. Okay, he's been, literally raced on them. Some are near his home, and he and he hated the track. He said the tracks were nothing like the real tracks. Uh, I didn't know they were <laughs> supposed to be modeled. After they the are. Real tracks. Oh yeah, yeah. And the, the, one of the reasons I knew that is because uh, we did a game a while back, and it, uh, on the in fact it was just the last Spectrum show mentioned a track that's in this game. So I, I was like, oh look at that, there's a crossover in the tracks. Um, now, me and you don't know diddly squat about these tracks. Not a thing. Uh, but uh, uh, you've got, these are real tracks. And really, and one thing I like about it is, uh, when you look at a track, and you hit information, it gives you a full workup yeah. on that track. Yeah, It tells you nice. what's dangerous. It tells you what, how it's perceived, uh, how you should handle it to a certain degree. And it also will tell you there's a crap load of junk on the track, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, and so I like that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. You know, again... That's giving you detail like, instead of just sticking you out on an empty track. I thought that was cool. And also, you know, this is all like the Infocom thing we talked about a while back. It gives you a little more food for thought when you're playing these games because they can't render everything. Sure. But they're like, here's what this track's like. And you're like, oh, okay. And also, you can pick, uh, you know, what your, uh, uh, what, you can see what the top speeds and stuff on that track were and the top lap speeds. So you've got something to shoot for. Uh, when yeah, and, uh, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, it stays the last the the three highest speeds on the track and also the highest lap speed on track. So there's multiple things you can shoot for. So uh, you also then get the choice of a manual or automatic. You know where I went on this. I never played a, yeah, a manual because I'm no good. At, I'm no good at that. Now from uh, uh, from accidentally picking it once, it looks like you changed gears with the keyboard. Yeah. You know. How else would you do? That'd it? be tough. That'd be tough though. So then, and we haven't gotten to the. We haven't gotten to the cutesy part of this game, uh, but we'll get into it now. So the next screen, you pick your mouse sensitivity. Why mm -hmm. would you do that, Brent? Well, for to adjust mouse sensitivity, because, I would imagine. Because this game is played entirely with the mouse. Oh, I didn't know that's what you are going for. Sorry we about that. We are entirely played with the mouse. Now let's step back and ponder this for a moment. Uh, when we first played this game, I literally, I remember we loaded it up, and I had no idea what was happening. It was baffling. We played this on my old Amiga, 
Uh, I think at the time, I think we, we had the 500. This must have been the first year I think we played this. And, of course, we had the old Amiga mouse out it there. Sucked. And it was unplayable. 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 100%. And now that I've got a better mouse than the Amiga, when I loaded this up, uh, it still wasn't very good. So this is one of the few times I fully endorse and recommend emulating this game. Unless oh, you, okay. I understand if what you're you've saying got, now. Now, they've got these gimmicks, Brent, that will let you hook up a laser mouse to your uh, Amiga. And other people have various means. Of doing. There's also a gimmick where you can... I've seen this bit where you can strip out the stuff out of a tank mouse and put the guts of a, of a laser mouse in it, and you can use that, which would be kind of neat. Whatever you're, the way you do it, that's fine. But for me, having just an, and I've got several Amiga mice, but I knew which one I had was the best, and I cleaned it up. This game was nigh impossible with, with the Amiga mouse. And it's because they're old, and they're beat yeah. down. You know, uh, I played this, I emulated this with Amiga Forever. Uh, it ran perfectly. And uh, I the, the laser mouse, for me, is the way to play. I can't imagine playing this without a proper mouse. So there's that. And uh, I, I remember playing this with your Amiga mouse, the ball mouse, that, yeah. and it was, it was awful. I mean, it was, uh, it, like you said, it was completely unplayable. It had no, no sensitivity adjustment was gonna matter. It right. was just too crappy. But on a laser mouse through emulation, played like a dream. Now I will say, just for fun, I tinkered with all the settings because it, when you're loading up the track, it gives you a, 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 which I do like this, it does this every time, it lets you change the sensitivity to your mouse. Mm -hmm. I believe it's a one to five, and yes. three is dead center. So I tried every sensitivity with with the laser mouse, and mm -hmm. it, does, it does make a big difference. Now, ultimately, I think I settled on two, okay? And the reason is, when if the mouse was too sensitive, it made me jumpy. I'd be all over the, I'd be, you know, the slightest movement will move your bike. If picture, picture your bike like uh, right, on, like setting straight up and down. And as you move the mouse left, the bike will tilt over and eventually lean over, depending on how far you go over. The same thing on the right. So if if the sensitivity is too high for me, the bike would go like this a lot. Remember back in because it was because my I'd be trying to play this game, I'd be going crazy. So I like to turn the sensitivity down a little bit. That way, the bike is a little more smooth and not as jumpy and jittery and bebopping around all over the all over the track. I'm quite the opposite. Really, you like? <clears throat> I mean, I, and the thing is, I played it at a higher sensitivity, and you absolutely there are, there are advantages to playing at the higher sensitivity. What, you, get, what, you get to the you get into the curves faster <clears throat> uh, because how far you lean the bike is obviously how sharp will you take the curve. Uh, now, I did a lot of tire squealing because of it, uh, but. I only moved my wrist maybe uh, four or five degrees to get the entire uh, movement of the bike, which was fine by me. <clears throat> I, it takes a gen it takes a gentle touch, but it's very very doable. It takes a steady hand striker. <laughs> the uh, the mouse control in this this is really the this is the meat of it. We should spend some time here. This was a interesting design choice. Uh, we've played Outrun or excuse me, Hang On. And there's a few, I think motocross something on the PC I used to have when I had the uh, Banshee card. And these motorcycle games are, they're pretty good. This one, I mean, but they have conventional controls. I've never played a game that controls like this. And it's funny because you would think that the mouse control would be real wacky, but it is very, it's as simple. This game at its heart 
is as simple a game control-wise as you, you can get in terms of what you do. You've got the mouse there, you've got a button that for accelerate, you've got a button for brake, and you're moving and you're moving it, which is perfect for, for an automatic transmission. It's yeah. perfect. Now, but the good thing is, since it's mouse-based, if you need to use the keyboard to shift gears, you've got that extra hand just sitting there. It's doing nothing, so it's no problem. So it's actually a brilliant control system. Sure. Yeah, very it's few, very functional. There aren't that many games that use combinations of the mouse and keyboard in an action way. The one that comes to mind is Walker, uh, which yeah. I know Boat hated, but I think you oh, like Oh, I love Walker. I, I did say, when we agree on it, you know yeah. Boat's yeah. wrong. Yeah, it was a good, yeah, Walker's a great, great game. But uh, um, this game, if... It takes some getting used to. Let's put it that way. You're not going to sit down and immediately be successful at this game. And I think they knew that. And because they do some things to make the game approachably fun and not... its I mean, I did not get anywhere close to getting all the way through this game. Oh, you mean through all the tracks? Yeah, yeah. No. But I, I played most of the tracks, but there are tons of tracks. Yes. So, you've got the mouse and your, and your, and your race starts. Okay? Um... When you take off, and you'll notice this right away, the other racers shoot off, and it's most uh, that aspect well, you can of catch it. Them. You can, but they shoot off at the beginning, and, they, and so that aspect is a lot like a pole position or something else. And you're off trying to catch them. It's not that tough if you're good or you're quick. And then as you go through the game, you're going to see the the racers that you need to be concerned with are co- colored, pro- primarily colored. Yeah. Then you've got like what I like to call it, the dud races, the drones, the flunkies. Yes. And they're just sort of a, a real low brown or gray, you know, They just and they're just out there just to be taking up space. Now, I appreciated this uh, element of gameplay because I often would fall way behind. And so it did f- make me feel good if I could at least overcome one of these losers uh, as I tried to catch up with the pack. I will say, <clears throat> the game, to me, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a racing uh, genius, but to me... The game uh, is balanced pretty well because I could I could wreck several times and still have the ability to catch up with the in the pack to try to make some headway and occasionally I would eke out a place and almost always from behind I never took off and just ran rough shot that never happened in any game but one of the reasons I picked the Italian guy is because his top speed was not that high. Because I learned early on that I should not be allowed to have a super fast bike. Because <laughs> I would I would do what every dumb guy does and hold the accelerator down the entire time, hit those curves, and wipe out. Uh, so it helped me to pick someone with a lower top speed with better handling, better control, because I needed to help. And it does matter, by the way. Oh, yes. It? Um, who did you often pick and why? The guy that The guy that had all the stats cranked all the way up except for the curves. And why him? Just because you want to go uh, as fast as possible? Because I, I always like a guys who have fast acceleration, and he had fast acceleration, fast top speed, and I figured I can handle the corners on my own. You you had a lot more comments than I did in the corner handling. So these tracks range from kind of tough to like, good God, who would put a vehicle on this? It's insanity level. I tried some of each. Uh, and I didn't get to play every single track because there's so many, but I played a lot of them. And... Uh, I preferred tracks that I didn't have to do much curve negotiating on because it was so hard for me. But it's another thing that once you get the feel of it, it's a lot like any other racing game. You you accelerate, you you break into the curves, you come out of the curve, accelerate again, 
a lot of it, 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 it track memorization will help you. I ran the first and second track so many times that eventually I understood, okay, I need to slow it down here. I need to speed up here. The good thing is this game has an on-the-screen uh, map wow. that shows where you're at. It shows the track. Those are so I love those, and it's not something you saw all the time on the on, in this era of sure. racing game, and I appreciate that. And since all the other races were of different colors, you could follow. You knew exactly where they were, who the leader was, because it was important as you were watching points. Oh crap! I don't want this guy to win, and you're hoping that even if you can't win the race, that they're not going to win. Uh, and uh, so I like that element of it too. Uh, as you go around these tracks, you will occasionally or unoccasionally have a wreck. Um, and it often occurs when you hit another racer. That was my number one yes, uh, or thing. Wreck out in the curve. Now this, and I want you to talk on this here in a minute. This is where mouse sensitivity is a, plays a big factor. That I found out uh, your ability to get back in the race every time you have a wreck, you almost inevitably end up facing the wrong way. Sure. Because in this game, you're not really wrecking. You're just. I guess that they're simulating you hitting something and sort of sliding around the bike, like laying it down. Right. right? And so your, your job is to get back up and get back in the race. And this isn't the kind of game where you're going to go the wrong way and try to cause wrecks. It's not, it's just not no, no, no. Indy 500. You yeah. want to get back in the race as quickly as possible. I noticed that when I had a mouse with a higher sensitivity, I could swing the bike back around a lot quicker uh, uh, and get back in the race. That's one place that having a lower sensitivity set, and as far as I could tell, uh, Made it cost me valuable seconds of getting back up, and this game I will say it is demoralizing to have these wrecks because you, if you had any sort of place in a race, you're almost surely going to be losing a lot of of space. Well, I mean, does the higher sensitivity help on that? Yeah, because you can, the the bike pegs out one way or the other as how far you can turn it, uh, just like a real motorcycle. You can't you know lay the bike all the way down and then turn. It only swifts between oh five or six different frames of animation to how far you lean the bike. Right. Um, so when you're facing the wrong way or something happens, having a higher sensitivity does allow you to get to the extreme faster, which will let you get back on the track faster. Yeah. Now, all of that said, uh, the downside of it is when you are passing losers, the you know the no name people on the bike on the track. Uh, they usually come at you in pairs and uh, to take up more track space. So having a high sensitivity makes it very difficult to get around them because you just need to edge around to get past them but still be on the track. And if it happens on a curve or something, it makes it that much more difficult. Uh, but I think the higher sensitivity is just worth it I felt like I had more control because I, I was never whipping the mouse. You know, I was never using my arm to control the mouse. It was always wrist movement. Well, you definitely have more precise control. That's for sure. But I, for me, it gets I, it, it made it too jittery. Because one of the fun parts of this game is when you're careening down the highway here, and you've got all these guys in your way, and you could and you could come real close to them, and you're weaving in and out. The mouse gives you um, an interesting feeling. It seems more realistic for some reason to me to use the mouse in this game. It really did. Cause, I mean, you got a nice feeling of going down there, and you can make these subtle little moves. And I'm sure if you're a big race nut and you know about race lanes and all this other jive that I don't pay attention to, right. you can have those precise race lanes. And another thing this game will do is let you go venture off the track. 
Uh, sort of. Well, I mean, you can. Yeah, not in the, a good way. Now, you bounce around like an idiot. It slows you down. And you're also, uh, there's there's sometimes there's crap on the side of the road. There's yeah. trees and buildings. Another thing I kept hitting was the grandstand. Yep. Or, the, you know, the thingy, the, the, the archways that they have on yep. the tracks. And the things when you hit those, it mauls you. Yeah, you take a ton of damage. And we haven't talked about this, but uh, as you, you're not just racing against other racers. You're also trying not to destroy your bike. It's sort of a la uh, stunt car racer. Yes. You've got a limited amount, although they, this is going to take a lot of damage. You've got a limited amount of damage you can take, which means if you wreck over and over and over, that builds up. Now, different racers can take more damage than others. I know, for example, the, uh, the first girl I tried, which was the uh, fashion design chick, she couldn't take that much damage, and it, so I was just gone pretty quick. Because I had 10 to ran into everything. Uh, it's funny when you're trying to get around stuff, when those grants and stuff will come up when you're quick. I mean, this game doesn't move slowly. It's yeah, like you've got to get off the side of the road and, I mean, at all costs, and you're veering back on. Yes, I'm the guy that stay, that's out in the grass a lot. I do that quite a bit. The, the speed of this game is remarkable. It's yeah, by it, far the, the best aspect of the game. Uh, now and it that, ran pretty well with the five. Oh yeah, I ran, ran on the twelve. Of course, it, I sucked, but it ran. It ran great. Um, so let's talk about the other thing you have to worry about in the track, and these are track obstacles. It's funny. The first I ran a lot. Most of the time, I played this in practice mode. Uh huh. And so I, I, I and so I would pick tracks way up. You know that you shouldn't be starting off with the real sure. hard, harder stuff. And the first track I played had crap loads of obstacles on it. So you've got a couple different types of of. Uh, of uh, stuff that could be in the, in the race. Uh, first, you got debris, which presumably somebody, someone's bike got smashed, and it's just this crap laid out in the track and they haven't got around to getting it. They never get around to getting it. And the other stuff is oil on the track, okay? Um, if your you hit like, these yeah. things, that they look, they, I will say they look weird. It look almost like you're over a landmine. Or yeah, something. They, yeah. They, the representation of the obstacles is goofy. Abstract. Yeah. If you hit these, you're boned. Yeah. Uh, you there is no. I mean, you're, it's like hitting another bike. I mean, yeah. and the thing is, this stuff can be thrown everywhere, and so you're going. It's there to make it's increase the difficulty, and it's it works. I mean, because I mean, it's and it's hard to get around some of this stuff, man. Uh, it's <laughs> it's real tough to dodge it. So I, the tracks I had a ton of that stuff. They weren't my favorites. Like I went uh, to uh, do those over and over uh, when I played the game. Uh, we mentioned the music. I thought the sound effects in this were pretty good. They were okay. Uh, yeah, the engine roars and the tower, tire squeals yeah. were all decently represented. Uh, when you wreck, it's just sort of a low thud and then some you know, wheel spinning. It's yeah. nothing major. Uh, again, when you run these races, the lappage vary from what I can tell. Some were like six and some were two, four. They're too long. That, that's, I was going to say, that's a problem I have with this game. I don't necessarily yeah. want to go around a track six times. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I want to go around were, it. They were too long. I want to go around it once or twice, maybe three times, but not six. Now I know this is maybe this is the strict uh, rules of well, bike racing. Well, most bike order. races are you know hundreds of laps. Well. Uh, and the, but it's a compound thing too. The the tracks themselves are of decent length, which I appreciate, mm -hmm. but having to go around them five times... They're real long. Some of them are super yeah. long. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're decent length. Uh, and But having to go around them five times... I was in one or two camps when I played. I was either so far ahead that it didn't matter, and, and the, the computer players might as well... The, the other opponents might as well not have been there, or I was so far behind it didn't matter. Yeah. The balance of difficulty was, I, was not there for me. Was it not there for me? The, the, I never felt challenged. Really? Yeah, 
I either never felt challenged by the computer players or I was so far behind that I was never going to catch them. I thought I thought the balance was okay. I mean, I, I thought I felt like I mean, listen, we're a different type of players. You're probably yeah. way ahead on a lot of these. For me, I was often playing catch. In fact, almost every race, but I could catch up and sometimes get a place, as opposed to like getting well, smacked. If I did bad on a track, I did really bad on a track. Yeah, I would destroy. My, <laughs> most of what got me out was my bike being destroyed. Well, and if you get to that point, you're you're so far behind it doesn't you matter. Could, anyway. You'd be surprised how far you can come back, though. I, you know, not I, me, man. Uh, yeah, you could come back. From a, if I was bad at a track, man, I never got better. I don't so, know why. Something we should mention is when you when you get killed on one of these tracks, when your bike's damaged, you're not killed, but your butt you're out. It makes you sit there while the race finishes and that, like super yeah. speed. So you have to watch. The I mean, track. you can hit. Ex- you can escape out of it. You can I couldn't escape out of it. Wouldn't uh, yeah, let me do you it. Can. I just sat there and watched them finish. It didn't take that long, but it's still whack. Of course, you have to say. Of course, you're the loser. You're not getting yeah. any points. Uh, the uh, uh, I, I like the championship racing aspect of it. I think. I mean, it's pretty well done. It's okay. Uh, I like. Of course, you get lap times and and overall time stuff like that. And you can go back. One thing you can do on the stat screens is go back and go back through all the information that's been obtained as you as you've played, which is which is pretty cool. Um, the, of course, it's, it'll save all your it'll save all your statistics and what. Um, overall, this game to me it comes down to: Do you like the controls? Uh, you can't complain. I will say we something we should mention is when you're racing. There are some slight elevations. They're, they do, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's not. It's not just flat all the time. I would like to have seen that. Uh, I, I guess that's a uh, limitation of what of the engine they were using, where they didn't have a huge. But of course, maybe it's just the tracks all have these big elevations. But I kind of like that in games, uh, even in the uh, ZX Spectrum game, Checkered Flag. They've got elevations that are more well rendered, I think, than they, than they were in this. Uh, something else this has got is a uh, an instant replay feature, which is cool. Something else that threw me off is when it's, uh, there's a helicopter that flies around. I thought that was pretty the, cool. The helicopter fo- follows first place. So if you're in first place, you don't get to see the helicopter. But if you're you see coming it at the beginning, up, though. Yeah, yeah, but if you come up on the people, you can see the helicopter following the, the lead guy. I thought that was actually pretty neat. Uh, I want to mention that uh, our good but when I was researching this game, sure, sure enough, and I love when this happens, uh, when I was doing some research on to find some stuff out about this game, like one of the first things that came up was on our own website, and of course it was our good buddy Dun- the Dunk, the Dunk and who wrote a, a tremendous uh, review of this game. I highly recommend if you go to everythingamiga.com and check it out. Uh, and he echoes a lot of what we've said. He, I mean, it was real good stuff, and he gets into it deep. You can tell these guys. A lot of the Europeans are really into this stuff, right? Uh, but uh, so you know, it is what it is. Um, so it runs great. It plays well. Uh, apparently, the ST version is uh, eerily similar visually. So it, you know, no big deal. Um, I'm going to read some of the user reviews here. You pop over and grab that for me. Uh, we had a bunch of different reviews on this, which I think, which is awesome. Let me just grab a couple here. So Chris Folds writes in uh, a technical marvel of a game. Fast 3D vector bike action. With a modern mouse control, and it controls very well. However, and this is, <laughs> I knew this was going to come up, the track representations are not good. No elevation, and the actual layouts and interpretations of the real tracks uh, are interpretations of the real tracks rather than the real tracks, which angered me beyond belief. He gave it a 6 out of 10. That was it. That killed it for him. Of course, the dunk chimed in. Of course, he wrote the review. <clears throat> I love this game. I doubt you will see a faster 3D on a standard Amiga 500. I agree with that. From the opening intro, you know you're in for something special. I agree with that, too. 
I can forgive its tracking accuracies because it's just so well polished and so much fun. And I suspect the lack of elevation is due to coding trickery that enables this game to run so fast. I would guess that's probably right. I love this game. 9.5. Nah, screw it. 10 out of 10, he says. The dunk. He's down with the clown on this one. Pixels at Dawn chimes in. <clears throat> amazing, amazing slick and smooth graphics. Even on an A500, I can't believe how well this runs. The bike simulation is great, but I found the game a bit repetitive because other than going around the circuit as well as you can, there's no pit strategy, etc. to deal with. Fun for a while, but I couldn't play this for a whole season. 7 out of 10. That's true. There are no... There are no uh, tinkering with the bike, that sort of stuff. This is strictly, I mean, it's an arcade racer with a mouse. Uh, our buddy Graham W. Ebke, uh, a fast-paced racing game, which plays well once you get used to the tuning mechanics. The tracks do all feel quite similar with little variation, and this affects the long-term replayability. I prefer the Atari ST version, as it seems to be smoother, and the music is a bit more 8-bit SID style than the Amiga, but the Amiga has better engine sound, 7 out of 10. I really like the music in this, personally, but I guess that's just because I'm an Amiga guy. Uh, and finally, our good buddy, Lobsterminator. Uh, this is a first impressions review. I had never played this before this week. The graphics are really smooth, my 030, at least, and the mouse controls feel great. This is the kind of game where you could take the lead and one mistake or crash can set you back to last place. That's a fact. Uh, the slow fodder opponents add a nice extra obstacle compared to more realistic racing games. From what I played, the difficulty seems challenging, but not frustrating. And I could definitely see the young me getting into this if I had played this back then. 8 out of 10. I, I think those are all fine, fine reviews, and they all made some good points. Um, so let's see how this thing reviewed in the Amiga publications. Uh, I'm going to assume very well. Amiga Action gave this uh, a 91%. Yeah. Very good. Amiga Computing gave it a 90. Amiga Format, 80%. They weren't as fond, though. But Amiga Power, 84. CU Amiga, 90. And the one gave it a 91%. And Lemon liked it a little bit more than uh, most of these guys, although not the 8.06 out of 10. I'd say this is a. Uh, 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 in terms of racing games I've played on the Amiga, we've played quite a few. The Boat Nine, you've played some. Mm -hmm. This is, I think, this is near near the top than it is the middle. Uh, uh, it's it does it checks the boxes. A lot of fun detail. It's arcadey. It's got a uh, uh, interesting control method, which I like. It's something you can't really play on hardly anything else. It's got great music and sound, and it's visually very impressive. So I I actually enjoyed this a lot more than I thought it would. Again, I. This reminds me of just when we play stuff like, uh, 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 you know, sports games that I'm not familiar with. So it's it's something that comes out of nowhere. This is a sport that I don't follow, I don't care about, I don't know anything about it. But they managed to make it fun. And a big chunk of that's the speed and the controls. <coughs> well, I, I agree. It, for a racing game, this is uh, a really high-ranking one for the Amiga. This is not something I would go back and play a lot of. Uh, and it's because of the controls. Not that the controls are bad. Mm -hmm. It's just not a way I enjoy controlling a racing game. What would you have preferred? Uh, for the Amiga, yeah. nothing. Uh, I, I like analog steering wheel controls for driving games. Well, I mean, uh, well, okay, but that with that not being an, an option, is there? Uh, you, I, would you rather have to use the keyboard? Or? Yes. Uh, the mouse. I don't know. It's just it's a very fatiguing. 
thing to to maintain such fine control, especially due to the track length where you really have to concentrate for the whole race uh, and making just so fine movements. And of course, yeah, I could have turned my sensitivity down some, made it so it wasn't so precise. But I, and I tried that to allow myself a, a more relaxed position while I controlled it. But then I just did poorly. Those are the times I can never catch up. Yeah. So for me, I had to have it super tight controls, which made it very tense while I was doing it, which meant being that tense for that many laps was very fatiguing. Mm, I agree. I agree. Uh, and the, the lap thing, that, not being able to set the laps, I think that's the downfall of this because I didn't like to play that many laps. I agree. Yep, I, would like, I think championship mode would be great if you could set the laps. Yes. And I know the thing is it takes you out of that simulation thing, but listen, I just want to play some arcade And the thing yeah. is there's so many tracks, just play a couple laps per track. I know people, yes. I know the hardcores are shaking their fists. At this no, guy. I know. I, I 100% agree. I'm just not a hardcore. I want to go to a next track. Yes. And the, and the tracks, the, there were big differences. I mean, and the, even so the decor was a little bit different, but for the most part, they, and they had some decor. It looked okay. You know, it was, it was okay. So, but overall, I liked it. Um, I looked this up on eBay, uh, Branster. Um, these were going for a few bucks. I found uh, for, uh, in the UK, 76 bucks. Uh, and in Italy, $111 they want for this. Uh, and Poland, you can get a uh, a box copy with the disc that's bad, thirty four bucks. <laughs> so I, I like. I thought that was. I thought that was amusing. So overall, I will give this a uh, pretty high marks. And again, I kudos for the speed and the uh, uh, and the ability to render that on a, on a stock Amiga. I, I find that quite interesting. Yes. Yeah. That was really impressive. The speed was really impressive. Um. So do you want to uh, say hi to some of the people in the chat today? <coughs> we have got a. Mixed crew, as always. A mixed crew. What is that? We mean? got Loftinator X, Necronom, uh, Picard, Honored Shadow, uh, Duncan Styles, Graham, of course, made it to chat. Uh, free lunch, stopped in for a little while. Uh, Mohawk Mall, Samwise, made an appearance today. And then I run out of chat room. Wow, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good crowd here today. So with the boats are not around, we're going to forego the uh, singing of our national oh. sponsors. What do you have? Do you do you want to? You're going to sing? No. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want to lose sponsorships. We don't. We don't. Um, so uh, if you want to, uh, hey, you know what I'll do? Yeah. Just so everyone can still uh, uh, make a guess at what this week's song was. Okay. I, I, I will sing uh, uh, four notes of a song. Okay. All right? So, so you're going to... This is the brand... The, this, is the, this is the name of that tune. Okay. All right? Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Well, That's I, what you get. I don't know what that is. I'll be honest with you. Dun, 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 dun. That's, that's Can something. you do it, folks? Is that a... Can you give us a hint on that? What do you mean? So it's, it's, it's so, a song. Okay, well, it's I, a popular song. I don't know. Like, um, dun, 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 dun. We that, should we should re-mention a few things before we check out today. All right. Uh, again, Amigo, uh, our Amiga Thon 2019 is scheduled, uh, and we don't have a start time yet. Boat will fill in the details, but again, it's, it would it should be coming up July uh, 20th. July 20th, yes. 2019. Uh, I, that means I have about a month left on the Amigo Aaron weight loss wager. 
And if you want to get in on the weight loss wager, uh, you can go to everythingamiga.com, click on the Amiga Iron Weight Loss Wager picture, and it will take you to a, a, a where you can sign up, uh, give you some details, and give you the email address. All the money for the Amiga Iron Weight Loss Wager goes to the uh, Children's Miracle Network, which will be raising money for uh, on the Amigathon. I'm not yes. sure the hours now, but I'm guessing we'll probably start pretty early Eastern Standard Time, and Boat will get all that wrapped up when he gets in. Uh, Boat should be back in the saddle next week, and uh, yep. you'll be relegated back to the sea show. Back, back, back to the bottom, folks. What's up? Do you, are you are you happy to be back in the in our old Amigos studio this week? Well, we're not in the old. Oh, you mean the the? Yeah, uh, see, don't no. ruin the illusion, you, you dipstick. You set him up, and he just fumbles. <laughs> My God, man! I feel like Leon Lett. No, oh, um, you had to go there, didn't you? So, but yeah, it's uh, I always like coming over and playing some Amiga stuff. I, yeah. I, I really don't. Amiga's not something I go to for my day-to-day emulation enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, but it's always fun to be introduced to a game or reintroduced to a game. Uh, and get to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I just, it's not, I, I mean, Amiga's got some great stuff. I was going to ask you if you ever, if you had the emulator installed, do you play a lot of Amiga stuff? When you I ever, don't. You I, it's I, mostly I do arcade stuff for my uh-huh. emulation, and, and of course uh, the old Nintendo, Super Nintendo, my childhood. Now this which, is this is the fourth time like we've had you sub for Boat, I believe. It's something like that. Now, do you you recall the games that we did in the past? We did Jurassic Dark Park, Seed, Dark Seed. This was that. Was there another time? Uh, I believe that was it. Okay, where does this rank on the amongst the three? Uh, well, this was definitely more fun to play than Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Dark Seed, man, it's that's a tough game to beat. Mm-hmm. I think Dark Seed's probably going to be the top for a You really like Dark Seed. I did. No it one ever talks adventure. about that game. And so it was, I, fun I, it, was, it was more fun than it had any right to be. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. We like to thank, of course, our Patreons. Yes. Uh, we appreciate everything you guys do, and... Uh, uh, You've paid for effectively all this equipment that we're using right now, and we appreciate it. Uh, we definitely uh, uh, try to use that money in a, in a positive way. It helps the show, yeah. and uh, uh, we've got some more stuff coming. And Bo, of course, good Lord, he's got a bunch of crazy stuff going on <laughs> over there. So I'm looking forward to the Amigathon. Um, next week, we're going to be doing a couple public domain games, Brent. Uh, well, you won't be, but me and the boat will. Uh, we're doing, uh, I believe, it's, it's funny, I just got this information right before we came on, and I don't remember what one of them was, but I know <laughs> I, I know we're doing two public domain games, so we'll just leave it at that and we'll surprise people. There Next week is another another round of public domainia, or as Boat likes to say, public domination, which I think that's much lamer, but you know, that's what Boat likes to do. So, thanks everybody in the chat for showing up and putting up with me and Brent. Some people, some of these poor uh, folks have put up with us for several hours yes. now. And so we personally uh, apologize for that. Uh, for all those daddies out there, we are recording this on Father's Day. So, hey, happy uh, Father's Day. It's tough to be a dad in a brand. Hey, go go do something nice for yourself. Go pick up a uh, console or game that you know that you've always wanted, even if it's something modern. Have have a good day today. You know, uh, no second prize is a good daddy game. Set fire that thing up, sit down. That's something a dad would get into. Just go speeding around, or since we mentioned it, go play some Walker. Getting that sucker just blow, blow away geeks. You know, that's the way you do it. We will catch you guys on the flip side. 